0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele. You know, before we begin, I'd like to thank all of you that have been leaving reviews and comments on our Apple Podcast page. Uh, There's a bunch of great ones by now, and one of the latest that stood out is from a guy called Deadlift Nate. He says, a great show, the interaction between the guys is great. I feel that uh, we're all in the garage uh, talking and drinking beers together. This has been a very motivational show for me. Um, can I tell you? That's that's the whole idea. I mean, just sit back, relax, think of us as, as your pals that stopped by uh, just to hang, and 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 we just so happen to be elite coaches, lifters, bodybuilders, writers, podcasters, and equipment manufacturers. And I'm Did I Forget anything. It
1: yeah, and I'm drinking a beer.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right. Okay, so today we're discussing kids fitness. Uh many of us that have kids often wonder how soon we should introduce general fitness programs and resistance training, etc., to our kids. So, Marty Jim and myself started weightlifting at a very young age. Uh so we've all got personal experience with this and input to share and as coaches Marty and Jim can shed a whole lot of light on this subject uh, from their many years of coaching. So, I thought it'd be interesting just to real quickly uh, give some background on ourselves because um, we started pretty early. Um, so, first off, uh, we'll give some background. I personally started weightlifting at 14. So, and we've talked about this before, I was given an old billard barbell set. <laughs> And uh, and built a bench press out of two by fours. This was circa 1985, and uh, and I lived mm-hmm. on a farm, so you know there was no internet, no guidance, no coaching, nothing. Um, so not the ideal situation. Just a subscription to Muscle and Fitness and an Arnold Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. So that's where I used to lift for four hours a day, and which was too much. But, you know, most beginners, if they do the work and do it consistently, um, you'll see results at, at first. So, uh, Jim, how did you get started? In uh, mid- we
2: actually had a in physical education class in seventh grade. We had a section of it where we went into a, a room and did the universal machine, Yeah, which is this old circuit uh, machine. Oh, yeah. It had a press, a leg of press. Yeah, and it was, it was sort of cool, actually. Um, and, you know, one of the kids in there who was my friend and was smaller than me, bench pressed more than me, and it pissed me off, and so I started training, because it just irritated the shit out of me that he did that. Yeah. How old were you? Seventh grade, so what's
0: that? Okay. Well, uh, 14, like, 13 or
2: 14. Yeah. Somewhere around there. 11, something like that? Like that. No, 11? 12. 13 or 14, right?
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, about about Wait, 13, 14. I think. 14. <laughs> I need a calculator.
1: <laughs> oh
0: no, but that's that's early. So, yeah, I've started at 14. So, we're, yeah. you started just a little bit earlier.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because immediately <clears throat> you feel, it, I felt that this was my calling almost when I. When I, you know, you got done with the set, I remember I got done with a, a workout with my friend and I said, man, my chest feels crazy, you know, and he's like, that's the pump, man. That's the pump. That's what feels so good, you know, and it's just addicting, you know, and then the next time you come in, you're 10 pounds stronger and you're like, right away, there's no guesswork involved. It's improvement. It just shows you whether you, you got better or you didn't right away.
0: Did, you, did your parents or anybody say, hey, uh, maybe you're a little bit too young for lifting yeah, weights? Yeah,
2: my dad didn't want me lifting uh, because back then, you know, you had that myth about it stun your growth and all that stuff. Uh, he had a little weight sit under his bed. I used to sneak and take it out.
0: That's right. Yeah, we had to do it on the sneak.
2: Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, you know, uh, gradually he, he changed his mind and, uh, well, he saw that it didn't matter. Nobody was going to stop me from doing it.
0: Well, that's, my dad was kind of the opposite. I didn't get any support from him on it, but he did help me build my bench press out of two by fours. But he used to come in, he'd open up the door and I'd be in there training, doing bench or something. And he'd shake his head and he goes, man, that stuff's for wusses. And I said, get your ass on this bench and we're going to have a bench contest right now. We'll see who's who the wuss is. So, and that was like at 14, but man, I, I was fired up. I was I was fired up. You were fired up. Marty, how did uh, when and how did you get started?
1: Started at age three. Well,
0: that's my, uh my, my that's father not too bad. made me
1: my father made me carry a giant dog around in a circle <laughs> in the backyard for reps, and if I fell over he'd whip me. Yeah. And then you graduated to like a pony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly, Jimmy. Uh, eleven. We started at age eleven, but you know it was a competitive neighborhood thing. It was already an ongoing thing in my neighborhood. Yeah. Like what did you do? You did where did you train? Overhead press. Everything was always about overhead press. How much can you lift overhead? There wasn't I mean, even bench presses back then. Right. And then in the seventies, it became the bench press. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Back then, it was the overhead. How much can you press, man? How much can you press? Yeah, I think that is cool. That is even better, man. You know, you got a three hundred pound overhead press. You are strong. Uh, yeah, and uh, you had to clean it first. Yeah, you didn't, have, you didn't have supports, did you? No, you didn't take it out of the racks. And yeah. so we were, we were doing press snatch, clean and jerk very early on. And it was already ongoing. And uh, the actually, we were given our first 110-pound set because uh, Michael Cady, who <clears throat> later went on to become a national Olympic lift champion, got his first Olympic lift set. Right. So he handed it down to his cousin, Ralph, who was like my across the street neighbor. And, you know, it was like six guys. It it was a it was a cool thing to do on a blazing hot summer day. You go into a cool basement and you lift weights. Yeah. And And clear the radio. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we did, and it was just, I took to it, and... Uh, Probably, were you doing, like, programs, or were you just going in there all the time and just... Initially, it was just beat each other's ass, and how much we could yeah. overhead. head, we didn't know anything. But, yeah. you know, I was an intellectual kid, and my father took us to the newsstand. After Catholic Church on Sunday, he always went to the newsstand, and we would hang out, he would talk to the owner... And so we, we read the comics for free. And so, you know, the muscle mags were there. So it's like, hey, I think I'll take a look at these things. So that's how I got introduced to them. And, of course, I'm a façade reader. <clears throat> so I just devoured that stuff. He was fine with it. He said, hey, if you want to turn yourself into a freak, feel free. Here's, here's extra money. I was, I was buying three school lunches and six milks. Yeah, you were so, hooked, so, man. So, Mark, even at the 11... Eternal, you... The eternal bulking cycle. Yeah.
0: So, even right. at 11, he was fully supporting you with weightlifting.
1: Well, at 11, I was just a kid that was just... A, he wasn't really conscious of that. But, I, at by the age of 14, I was being entered in and winning local and regional competitions. Right. At a very early age. Yeah. Like, I pressed to 20 at age 14. Damn. Yeah, by at 180 three. at a, at 181.
0: Now, now by that time, now you had to really you had some coaching by then, didn't you?
1: Uh yeah, a little bit. Uh, a lot of study of the magazines. Yeah, Pete Miller was in the neighborhood. Mike Katie was kind Pete of around. Oh my God, yeah. Pete Pete was uh, head of the AAU bodybuilder. He was head of the DCAAU, and he was an Olympic lifter who helped me out on my way up. I had won. I won my first national championships at age seventeen as an Olympic lifter. I didn't know that. Well, God damn, man. Jimmy! I've been telling oh, you that for ten some... years. I mean, you just you yeah, you just Jim, tune, tune out. You just tune out when I talk. I thought you read the book.
0: <laughs> oh, I read it. Oh, you're busted now. <laughs> yeah, i had not had a lot, so it's tough for
1: me to remember shit.
0: So, man, you start. You've been doing this forever now. So, when you started, it was with the early '60s.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I won my first nationals in 1967. I was the DCAAU champ in 1965. But just press, press, snatch, clean, and jerk. That's what we did.
0: Now the over the overhead press was your thing, right? That was that was your. Well,
1: I, I, I held a national record in this in the snatch too. Two thirty five at one
2: ninety eight eight seventeen. Man, oh man! No rubber plates.
1: No, no rubber plate. Yeah, you had to deliver that stuff with very caution or you would be kicked out. In the competition you did, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Isn't that something?
1: No Respectfulness, kidding, they'd
2: call it. Is That's why those guys' traps look like freaking boulders sticking out of their uh,
1: Yeah, and, and all the officials wore suits and they had a lot of pins on the lapels. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was uh, very uh, staid and gray. Right american olympic lifting it was just uh but you know we it was a great formative time for me i would say this about kids though i would not let any kid of mine start weight training until they entered puberty Mm -hmm. i believe my puberty was prematurely brought on by my introduction to hardcore weight training really i i think so yeah i i was um i was let's just say i was producing at age 11 which is early. Uh, my brother is like an identical copy of me, better looking, but he was two inches taller than me. So I suspect I probably lost two inches in height as a result of my early and heavy training.
0: All right. Now wait a minute. That, that's one of the the myths that we're going to talk about. But no, you know,
1: I... I don't know if it's quite. I don't know if it's quite a myth, brother.
0: Well, see, that's that and... I thought the exact same thing as you because when I started I was fourteen and I'm I'm six foot and I was six foot at fourteen. So when I started Yeah, you're, my you my growth you're, just stopped. Unworthy. I stopped growing I, tall, I just started growing wide. And I had I had friends. My, I had my full height at age twelve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so I had friends that experienced the same thing and we always just assumed that we're going to be
1: seven foot tall. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I could have been uh, playing for the Lakers. Um, we, we always assume that the lifting, you know, increased the testosterone, inc- yes. increased the speed in which the growth plates of the bones closed yes. up. Uh,
2: I, think so. I don't think any of that's true.
1: Okay. And, well, it does increase the testosterone. Yeah, to a relative, oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, but you, know, think, you know, no, I went through it. About,
2: so, I it. So we want to think about how. You know, suburban kids got into weightlifting. It's sort of like because you didn't have the the bays, um, bales of hay to throw anymore. You Correct. know what I mean? It's just yearning to. to be strong. However,
1: first we had the energy. Farm, because we didn't and, have to throw the bales of hay.
2: Right, but the kids were starting on a farm at eight, nine years old. Yep. lifting and
1: lifting and lifting. Yes, yes. yes. So are tough we saying ass, tough ass group? Yeah, and but are we
2: saying that their growth was stunted?
1: You know, no, 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 because ours was, uh, we are doing heavy squats, and, and yeah. I mean, it's different. It's a, theirs was was like sustained strength, yeah. low payload, maximum reps sustained, right, whereas we're like maximum picking maximum stuff up, and I, I don't want to get sidetracked into this too yeah, much, no, no, it's, and, it's and, kind and, of opinion, my right. opinion is this. I can tell you, my testosterone came on early, buddy, and there's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah. I think like, well, all of us are we're in the same boat because, yeah, I know I hit, I hit my height at what eighth
1: grade, ninth grade. Yeah, that, right, you know? right, 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 right. So, so you, think, but you were you were hitting it hard then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But it's, yeah. I, think, I think the general consensus now, and I think that's what Jim is saying too, is that the studies show that that's not actually what happens. I don't think you actually, even though we feel that it did and we saw our friends, I don't know, maybe it was a coincidence, but I think it's been proven not to Good. stunt your growth. I'd
1: love that to not be the case. I'm just so going to my so anecdotal evidence. When,
0: when a
2: kid does start, I think I think we need to touch on what else a kid should be doing. So if he's just start weight training, I know we're we're going to talk about the intensity and the volume and all that. But what 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 shouldn't happen, in my opinion, is them stopping other activities just to do the weight
1: training. Oh man.
2: hell no! Right, right. I think they should do everything, man. Yes, everything.
1: absolutely. In fact, I. Uh, well, first off, let's back up even further. I want to deal with a self motivated kid. Yeah. I don't need any parent deferred glorification of the father, whatever put on the kid forced to do anything. I want a kid that says, you know what? I want to do this.
0: Like we were, we were fired up.
1: Give me that kid. And the first thing I would have him do is drills, free weight stuff. Let's learn to do cartwheels. Let's do learn to do flips. Let's get a little active and acrobatic and athletic and, A lot of body weight stuff. Speed, right? We can certainly run. Let's learn how to run. Let's learn how to run really damn fast. Let's learn how to jump. Can you jump on a picnic table? I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. You know what I mean, Jim? Yep. And there's countless. There's so many drills. Wrestling, right? What a great progressive introduction wrestling is. Right. Right. I mean, because they're struggling against each other. I mean, that is a form of sustained, sustained strength, strength endurance. No, Marty. So many ways that to aid men, but if they're motivated, that's the main number one thing. If they're motivated, oh my God.
0: You can do anything.
1: I, I, I saw a kids' parkour course. Have you seen one of these indoor things? Mm-hmm. Just not indoors, no. Uh, they're amazing, and these kids—they're like little ninjas, and they're like—and and they all have great little physiques. They're very lean, but they have that kind of a gymnast kind of body.
0: Yeah,
1: right. But they're—they're they're jumping off ropes and leaping onto stuff and falling down and doing front rolls to absorb the impact. And I mean, I'm just like, yeah. yeah now give me that kid and let me make that stronger. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, park- what a great, what a great. Uh, let me have that guy at age fourteen.
0: Yeah, oh. parkour. Parkour is basically the stuff that we did from the time we got home after school until the the street lights went on. Right. I mean, yeah, we they, they've kind of
1: they've kind of take, taken it to a coaching level, though. Sure. It's like, all right, we're going to do this, but there are certain preferential tactics.
0: Right, right, so they don't get hurt and all that. So uh, yeah. th- there's different stages to this. So the first stage would be the prepubescent stage. So I think uh, basically what you described um, is is what you want to have these kids do. And just basic yeah. movement and body weight they stuff. Play. And,
2: and play. They need to play. Play. play.
1: Exciting. Play. Fun play. What would you stick them in, Jim? Basketball. Basketball. most oh, okay. Athletic sport
2: basketball lacrosse where you have to cover somebody you have to backpedal you have to jump you have to shuffle you have to anti-coordination i notice you're not
1: saying peewee football
2: no because i you know first of all you can't do it enough you know like year-round you can do those other activities year-round okay um so i don't know you know you can just get more a lot out of it it beats your body up too even when you're young um no, I think I think that's a, a great developmental sport. It's just not that, see the positions are so specific. So if I'm an offensive lineman and I'm playing, you know, sixty-five pound football, I'm going straight ahead most of the time. I'm never backpedaling, right? So it's, you're not getting those planes of motion that you, that you get in those other sports also. Uh, good so point.
1: Very, like yeah. in the other other sports, the other sports, everybody's a, a safety. That's right. That's right. Forward, backwards, side to side, you know, running
2: sideways, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basketball, rolling, tumbling,
1: falling. And basketball
0: is running. more more sustained as well. I mean, football is a lot of little stops and, and goes and and all that. So it's. Yeah, it's what I'm more saying of a,
2: For, to develop, I think, you know, they need to develop that athleticism at a, at a young age. That's what I'm saying.
1: And the way you do that is in optimally, is in active competition with with others of the same age So hopefully pull out the best in yours. Right. I mean, I think the worst thing that these
2: parents can do is when these kids are really young is to take them to a performance place and have, them, and a guy sets out cones and you do five cone drills and you're standing in line and, you know, you get maybe 10, 15 good reps, man, roll out the ball, and play pickup with, you know, some friends and you'll, you know, you'll get, uh, an hour or so of, of drills without, you know, looking at a cone, and it's just boring as hell.
1: Same, take those same twenty kids, put ten on a side, throw a, a volleyball in the middle, and say, "Hey, let's let's play some killer dodgeball." That's right.
0: Oh that's the <laughs> And,
1: and <it> kickball.
0: <laughs>
2: Man, we used to play uh, a uh, lot of kickball. Kickball. Oh, like kickball. kickball. Oh my god, we always played <laughs> <like> kickball. <laughs> Now, certain balls that you had to have like oh yeah that's the kickball right there man Well,
1: oh, yeah. in my, I, I grew up in the baby boom generation so every day after school we had enough kids that we could fill full football and full baseball teams with kids sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in <laughs> yeah that was the way it was it's not that way anymore from what I can see And the, and the parents of the day everyone was like get out <laughs> All the kids were told to get out during the day because oh, yeah. they thought if they stayed in, they'd mess up the house. Yeah, plus, what are you going to do inside? Well, yeah, because, well, you had the, the TV with three channels. Right. Uh, like a 12 like inch black and white with a. <laughs> channel with, 5 with a 50 inch wooden cabinet. I could get
2: 45 out of
1: Baltimore sometimes. 45 out of uh, and I tell you, I think there's a good case to be made. Is when you did start to introduce any kind of resistance training, I think I'd start with some Olympic lifting. Why the hell not? Why the hell not try to teach them some something intricate, which will force them to keep the poundage down, like a snatch yeah, or but clean yeah. and jerk. And the other thing is, it's something an athletic. Something requires skill. quickness. It's, and,
2: yeah. it's, it's hey, athletic. Hey, hey,
1: hey. A
2: lot of times when you switch, when you switch people to Olympic lifting, when they've been power lifting or body, they're like. Oh, I feel, uh, like, I feel like an athlete again. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm doing something
0: athletic.
1: Or put it another way, oh, I'm not moving like a clod anymore. Yeah,
0: Marty, you know. <laughs> what, what, what age do you think you would introduce Olympic lifting?
1: It depends on the kid. It depends on, I'm, I always think boy. I mean, you, the boys will let you know. I mean, you look at them and you look at them and you keep them, keep them light and fun and active. And, that, and if they're really alpha, they'll be the top of whatever group they're in.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And uh, at some point you'll see, all right, this guy just had a gross spurt of whatever, four inches or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, let's see. Let me, I would definitely, I'd show him some overhead squatting. I think I'd start with that with some PCV pipe, Jim overhead squats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that, and then into the uh, snatch. Uh, I don't know. Can you learn it over to YouTube? I think you can learn a lot looking at some of the top coaches on YouTube i agree yeah you can um but i think i would try to teach them snatch clean definitely clean power clean uh a jerk why not i think i'd teach them old school press too like clean and press yeah right and i think that would be a good a good start and if i started them in squatting at all i think it would be front squat okay why for because of low back I just don't – I mean, let's stay away from the poundage for a while. Do we really need to get into heavy no, – no, no, they don't need to go no, – just technique. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the front squatting is going to keep you at, what, two-thirds or, or – Yeah, it's like six-quarters of seven, the back squat. Right? Back squat yeah. So why not Why not purposely? But they got to go all the way down. You know what I mean? they gotta go, They got to bottom out. So, so
2: – I've, I've been training these kids from – for about six weeks or five weeks now, nine, the young, the young, I've had a seven year old, but not nine to 17. These kids are, um, nine to 17. Well, that's a big, it is. That's so a big I really gap, groups. But what I've been doing is, you know, the young kids are doing the trap bar deads. The older kids are doing conventional deadlifts. Um, what I have the young kids have an awful time keeping a flat back. It's yeah. like never been asked to do it. So yeah. I have a better better chance with the trap bar to keep that flat back and really emphasize that position. But I've been doing push ups, just a proper way to do a push up with your elbows in tight. You know, elbow going to the lat, and all the it's, you know.
1: it's a dumbbell bench press.
2: Yeah, and we've been doing a lot of floor bench, and we've been doing uh, they hold the plate on their chest, and mm-hmm. I. I count their reps for them, get them down into the squat where they need to be. Yep. And I say up, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of movement, run, skip, hop, broad jumps. Yep. Skip, broad oh, jumps. And,
1: and they oh. should all have personal records. And, you know, what's your what, uh, what's your best broad jump? Oh, uh, uh, six foot one. Okay, You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's way they're always working. Uh, you know, what's your best uh, 40, you know, or whatever you have in run, 20, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, what's your vest vertical? We uh, you take them with a piece of chalk and just have them jump up and put a mark in the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. Hey, so, hey Jim, what, what uh, you're, you're training nine
0: person. to nine to seventeen year olds. So right. is I would imagine maybe the majority is boys. You have some girls in there too. Uh, I had one softball girl one
2: time. That was it.
0: So <laughs> how do you guys feel about? The difference at that young age between boys and girls starting training. What's do we need to treat them different or the same?
1: I don't train the girls. <laughs> I say treat them the same way, man.
2: Training the same. Way. Train them the same way. Same you
0: way. Right? No. no yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, so, yeah, now, treat them the same way. There's definitely yeah. a difference. The boys are they've got that testosterone going and all That's that, all but. Right that's all right. that's just They're, a difference in strength right i mean the more, capabilities more, 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 are there on both sides
2: more coachable you know either way we know we're not going to be killing them with the heavy weights right. so they can get started man I, I like that coordination of movement like marty was saying with the snatch and the clean and the press it's not just linear man if you have to be coordinated if the bar gets an inch out in front you know you're going to lose it it's just yeah. it's so much involved and it it gets them, you know, that makes you more athletic. And it yeah.
1: keeps the payloads light. Yeah, it does. It keeps, them light. keeps and payloads light. That's not going to stunt nobody's damn growth. You, you, you mentioned really a
0: PVC track. pipe. Absolutely. You could use a broomstick or whatever, but they also have a lot of great uh, lightweight um, aluminum bars and technique plates and stuff like that they can use.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. So... Well, all right, so that's kind of we'll just hit an pubescent. <laughs> now, pubescent, all right, they're going through puberty. They're starting to change. They're starting to get stronger. The boys have the, the testosterone coming on. Now, what do we kind of change there? We start uh, maybe adding a little, little bit of weight to the Olympic lifts and different things like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they can start, you know, squatting and uh, – yeah. Deadlifting and stuff like yep. that you just so my i'll just give an example so my son just turned 13 and he just started training with me how tall uh well he's he's five six
1: what is eight, it worth? 100 and uh oh
2: geez i forgot 100 135 140 i think
0: jim, okay. jim now that you're training him do you think he's going to stay five six
2: <laughs> i think he's going to go to six
0: <laughs> <laughs> well this would be a good experiment
2: yeah. So he so when I when I'm doing my hack squats, he's doing back squats. When what, I'm what doing back i squat? Is doing high bar, low bar, What is he doing? Yeah, he's in between. It's it's in between a high and a low bar, definitely not low bar. Um but I have him front squat and I have him back squat. He does conventional deadlifts because he's been deadlifting his whole life. Or, you know, he'd come into the weight room where I was working and, you know, watch all that stuff. So his back is flat. But um and he's got a little bit of a head start because of that too. But, you know, the other stuff, and we do shoulders and we do chest and all that, he does everything I do, man. He's doing like 15 sets. He's drinking his protein shake afterwards. He's having chicken and rice and steak and rice. Oh, buddy, watch out. So, you know, I'm just just really, really, those big compound exercises, that's where it's like, okay, we're slowing this down. We're taking our time. Your right foot needs to be an inch wider. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Square them up. Uh, Get yeah, him, and you're right. Get him right. Get those, his architecture, right? Too. You know, they can let's bang for the buck, but they can screw you up. Now, is
0: that. he training just to train or because he likes doing it with dad? Is it for sports? Does he want to yeah, actually be a bodybuilder or a power lifter like dad? What's the story? I
2: training for, for baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. And also, now that he's gained a little muscle, he likes it and he's getting stronger. He likes it. So, he, yeah. like, he did up to 175 for five the other day, yeah. and his before was like 135. You know, it's like, Right. It's just, you know, they get they they get that groove, and, and your the neuromuscular system becomes more efficient. All of a sudden, they get real strong, uh, uh, right. right? And
0: then it becomes addicting.
1: That's right, and that's 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 it, man.
2: It's oh, new- what
1: becomes addicting? Oh, results.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so quantifiable. Wait, 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 yes. weight room's the best place to get feedback right away.
1: Well, uh, you need to know where you're at, and you know what you, what your current bests are. I don't care if you're doing. Uh, Whatever the drill is, you, you need to have a personal record of that yeah. work against that. I don't right. care what it is. Yeah, could be running a 20. It could be vertical leap. It could be broad jump, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, bench press with a pause. What grip? Oh, competition grip, wide grip, narrow grip. Barbell, dumbbell, you know. I mean, there's so many different, and you should have a PR, and they should have a PR, and the only way you're going to do that is if they log, and that's a tough thing to do in our day. Every lifter carried around a little spiral notebook. Remember that, Jim? Yeah, yeah. You always had your spiral notebook and your pen because after every set, you wrote down what you did. If you waited till the end of the workout, you would forget what you did. Yeah, after every damn set, you wrote it. You wrote down, okay, oh, I just did 185 for five. Okay, great. And, uh, you need to get the kids doing that too, because they will not remember. And every, if you, if you don't stay on top of them, every day is like groundhog day. Every damn day they come in and it's like starting all over. It's like, well, what did you do last time? Uh, Right.
0: Yeah. uh, I I still uh, do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's important. I'm still doing that.
1: and, And if you get them young enough, you make it part of what they do and they can log into their phones or whatever the, whatever it is they do now. But when you ask them what's your standing broad jump, they go, "Oh, uh, five foot eleven and three quarters." Okay, great. Now let's see if we can beat that. Let's go. You got eight, eight tries. Hit it, right?
0: I think the younger and they
1: take pride. They take pride, and every time they set a PR, then they get to you know erase what's on there and yeah. put the new PR in, and that's what gets the momentum. And PR is equate to muscle, right, Jimmy?
2: They do, and it, it's it's a form of competition. You're competing against yourself. You always got yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: Your training partners come and go, but you always got yourself.
0: I think it'd be easy to get the get a kid uh, in the groove of of keeping a journal, keeping a log book, because you know, especially at that age, like Jim's saying, his kid's getting stronger. You know, probably every it week is, at that age,
1: every session, and and you yeah.
0: write that down, and that kid looks back to what he did last week, and he goes, "Oh, well, that's cool."
1: Yeah, you know, that's right. And also, they look and they're uh, eleven pounds heavier. Yeah. And people people at school are starting to go, hey, Flex. Catch him looking, <laughs> yeah, looking at her, that Yeah, catch him looking at hairstyle. The hairstyle changes.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can't tell you the <laughs> confidence that this builds. And, you know, like I was a sh- real shy kid growing up. And I mean, like I was painfully shy. And I get that from my mother. That's how she was. But this helped me so much in you know just personal life and certainly business because when i started my business boy to call a customer on the phone my heart would be going a mile a minute you know it's it's uh but this is such a great thing confidence wise and just in every this is one this is the best thing that you can have your kid do and you know during high school and you guys are probably the same way you know everybody's out partying we were at the gym
1: no Friday i was out nights. partying I knew you season. probably
0: were because it was the sixties, but
1: it was doing both. Oh man, Rob, oh, yeah, we was doing both. I was the king of both. Yeah.
0: But it's just party deep.
1: party didn't start till we got there. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I, you know, motivate Great. your kids to get into to to fitness and all that. I didn't really have anybody motivating us. I, I don't think we had anybody motivating us. Well, you guys kinda did, but uh Oh, the Jim, best
2: motivation no, is, the most lasting motivation is self-motivation, man. So you got to have gain, self-motivation.
1: gains. And gains. For anything. Put, but Putting the, 100 pounds in your deadlift, that's motivation.
0: But yeah. the discipline, the motivation you have and the discipline that you build for this just carries on through your life and you know, your personal As life, we, your work life.
1: Most of the gains that you make during that uh, puberty period, they stay with you the rest of your life. You'll have that muscle memory forever. Yeah. Now, listen. I want to. I, I got to plug Zach Evanish's book. I think if you have a kid, uh, now uh, Zach's book is called "The Encyclopedia of Underground Strength and Conditioning." You got a lot of bodyweight stuff on, on it. Dra- it's in Dragon Door. Uh, his lifting stuff, we, we can do better. But starting on page, that, <laughs> uh, you know he he knows that he knows that's true. Starting <laughs> on page one ninety five. Where he starts, he starts with a jogging section, power skipping, power hop, walking along alligator push-ups, and then goes into, oh, man, all kinds of stuff, bridge. It's 150 pages of every drill imaginable, and it's got really good photos of these, these kids that he uses, and... Um, I got I give this my highest recommendation. If you have a kid and are looking for I mean a motivated kid and he's looking for some interesting drills to do. Yeah. This thing it made me want to go out and try some of this stuff, right? And it has it's got acrobatic stuff. He goes from simple roll to back extension to dive roll to cartwheel to crab walk, crab stretch, bridge, you know, cartwheel and roll, cartwheel and back hand spring, and then into partner stuff, you know, and on and on it goes. And Zach has a heavy wrestling background. She's got a lot of that stuff in here, too. And it's all stuff you can do. Well, you know, you, you would need a tools. You know, he's got some tools in here, sandbag, ropes, stuff like that. But a lot of stuff, you don't need anything. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's just a really good compendium of if, if you had a kid who was kind of bored and looking for something to do, go, hey, let's pull this damn book out and uh, can you do this? <laughs> you know, it's almost like a challenge. Right. Yeah, him I saw something him. simple. Start him with something simple with like, you know, a forward roll. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Well this what, what did he say next? Oh, what's this? A forward roll with uh, you know, a kit. Okay, can you do that? You know, you know what I mean? And on like that. That's the way I would handle it. Yeah. I but saw him posting I saw
0: yeah. him posting some stuff on this uh today on his Instagram page. Anybody wants to visit his Instagram page can go to Underground Strength Gym and check him out. So he was just talking about
1: that today. It's mm. a good job in the book. the The, the illustrations are great. It, and again, it makes you want to go. Oh yeah, I did not think of that. I mean, uh, rope stuff. I'd never really thought too much about ropes. Did you do any rope stuff, Jim? What did you think no, of that? Never. No. I never. I don't know. You know. But it, the way that he's got I mean, these like heavy, the stuff, you right, of you the battle ropes, right? Battle ropes, that kind of stuff. Heavy ropes. I mean, I've I, never I, done. Man, it. I, you know, I love Zach, but that, I
2: hate that gimmicky shit. I mean, I just—I yeah, don't,
1: you know, don't know what's up. I don't know what, what the I don't deal know what it is. does. You know,
2: maybe it makes you like nice, make nice little waves with the rope or something. You, you know oh. what?
0: Though honestly, that'll kick your I butt. I I yeah, believe it'll yeah, kick your butt. That. What are you doing it for? I believe you're it. I mean, it.
1: You're I mean, doing, doing it as another. You're doing it is just another way to not have to ride the recumbent bike.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Thirty minutes. I'd rather get hit, hit I mean, I mean, if you can jack your heart rate up, does the does the heart really care how you do it? And if you're tired of riding a coma bike, maybe do 30 minutes of rope. I would say you, can that.
0: Do some, you can do some great hit training on those ropes, too.
1: I just, just, I'm just, not saying I'm, I'm not a rope guy. I've never tried rope in my life. I might hate it. <laughs>
0: well, you were before ropes. I might ropes, not be able to so, get my hands around it, you know? Yeah, we didn't grow up with ropes, so, you know, that's kind hit of... Hit the up. heavy bag, man. Hit the heavy bag. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, i tell you what, man. I had to stop hitting heavy. Bags. It was destroying my bench press. Oh, the left hook problem. Ah, oh, just, a, the, it was just too much jar. Yes, you know, like, it is. It was good, right. Yep. And I was like, what the Probably hell? I got one of the old
2: style canvas man?
1: ones. Those are like rock, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. what else do I want to talk about kids?
0: Well, that was the pubescent part. How about post-puberty? I mean, do we switch up anything there? Get a job. Aside right? from, yeah, get a job. Get That's out good. out of the house. Go heavier. Eat more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, just yeah. depending on their goals, but the, you know they definitely at some point have to. A lot of these kids will see. So the first question you always get is, "Okay, what what kind of shake do I need to buy?" And I'm like chicken, steak, ground beef. You know, yeah. but I they want to take it because it just feels cool, man. I'm taking so I'm like, okay, we'll buy this brand away or whatever, and just take you know one before you go to bed or one after your you know that kind of thing. But well, you know, I always say, if I invented the freaking steak, I'd be a zillionaire. I'd be, like, you know, this is the special, you know, potion. Yeah, that
1: you know, they don't want to cook.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's you know, they there are you know, everybody just wants a magic cigarette. Anyway, at some point they need to There's be always to KFC. Mm-hmm. What's that? There's always KFC. There's always KFC.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's chicken. But, but uh, you're right, Jim. Look, nobody look nobody cool.
0: cooks. Everybody wants the fast thing. And I I see the younger kids now. They take. A lot of protein powder. They do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, pre, pre-workout.
2: pre intra, Yeah, intra and all that. And
0: all that. And at that age, no way. I didn't – well, we didn't have it really at that age. but, um, I, I, And they're taking, like, really high amounts, too. To do
1: 75-pound you know, leg. leg extensions to work out.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but so, so
2: what really happens is that they – Start to discover that they'll make gains faster and they'll look better if they just pay a little bit of attention to their nutrition. And the more dedicated they get about it, the better they will look and the stronger they'll be. And that's what you're hoping for too. But just to you know, the good thing in JP was saying, a lot A no, lot,
1: lot, lot of alphas have a problem with that though. Jim is getting their arms around the nutrition. They can they can do the weight training. Yeah. Some of them can actually even do the cardio. But man, they have a hell of a time. You know, it might be, be ran off or, you know, mm. not, not eating the French fries or whatever. But, you know, that's the, you know, you got a lot of big, strong, fit guys that are yeah. extremely fat. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, And that's that's the hardest part. I think nutrition is the most difficult uh, aspect of the whole fitness equation in, in the general aspect. And, and, with, and the I would... kids, with the kids, they you know, up until a certain age, they can slam calories and yeah, that's what I was just... Any, anything they – They ingest is going to turn into muscle because they're training hard. I mean, we used to run and bike everywhere. I mean, we were just so damn active. Our metabolisms were like born all the time. And it didn't matter. We could eat, you know, 20 ice cream sandwiches. Anything. Oh,
2: yeah, you're burning that off. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Now, let me ask you (laughs) when do you you really want to start tightening up a kid's nutrition? When do you really want to start getting fat? When he starts getting fat, right?
1: Big is one thing. Fat, man, that's unacceptable. We can't turn him into a fatty. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm talking about a kid that's not fat, that's got well, into weightlifting, well, prepubescent.
1: Keep, I, yeah, I'd keep feeding him. Just and keep feeding growing him growing sensibly. Don't healthy. shove
0: candy yeah, bars so, down so his throat.
1: You know, well, I'm uh,
0: yeah.
1: suggesting that.
0: I don't think you really have to pay that. It, it's not rocket science at, at that age, certainly. You just have him eat sensible meals and and if you're doing it, they'll follow what you're doing, and um, you know you you got to provide that example. just early, and, and and the best thing is, yeah, and the best thing is that that you know if you teach them early the weightlifting or the the uh, nutrition, boy, they carry that through. I mean, that's what happened with my daughters. I mean, you know, they're dialed in on their nutrition. One's a, a trainer, and and all that, so you 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 get them involved in that early, and it's got a really good outcome when uh, when they get older.
2: Even if you're just making them aware of it, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah.
2: And how many days a week? How many days a week should they lift?
1: What age? What They're age? What,
0: what are you talking about? My daughter.
2: Baby. No, no. So we were talking about post pubescent or
0: post. What's po- that mean? Post puberty?
1: How old are yeah. you? Twenty nine. I would that? say three. I would say three days
0: a week. Well, then it, a- kinda, then it kind of yeah. then it kind of just goes into you know normal yeah, yeah, lifting that's like for we like do. a
1: normal person, right? I mean, yeah. Means, yeah, uh, yeah capital, I'm I by by 16, when I was with 16, Cassidy, I trained twice a week. Yeah, and that was all I could handle, buddy. I mean, that was oh, that was it. Yeah, and nothing left. So I, you know, I that depends on your sort of your life circumstance, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? I mean yeah, everybody has a different work situation. Some people work hard for a living. Some people, you know, they're like, Well, I have a lot of time on my hands. That's a different vibe, right? Yeah. Be in the gym more often. Other people have family obligations. Well so I can only make it, you know, twice a week. Okay, well, you know what? There's a kick ass routine you can do with twice a week, right? If you only got one time a week, right, you can do that too. However, whatever time you have, you can you can do it with strength training.
0: And Marty, How some of the
1: The rest of the stuff that's different, right? The cardio, all that, the nutrition—that's a different. Yeah,
0: and think about this: you know, how many uh, world champion weightlifters have we talked about that had one day a week, and they were world champions?
1: Yes. Now, could they have done better with more days? Probably, but you know, given their set of circumstance, they you know they rose to the top. Yeah.
0: So if you've got one day a week, hey, use it. You could still do a lot with that.
1: And, and you can make gains every week for 12 straight weeks. Right. But you've got to be, you know, uh, smart about it. You've got to periodize and you've got to understand where you are going into the thing and start a little below capacity and end up slightly above capacity, right?
0: Why don't we talk about some myths? Now we, um, we Surgia? kind of talked to, huh?
1: Sergio? No.
0: Oh, not that myth. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I should have clarified myself. Uh, the now we already talked about one stunting the growth now the research that that i read and i can't give you references or anything i didn't write them down but uh i i, I believe that the studies that have come out it says that weightlifting does not stunt the growth it does not prematurely close the the oh, end right. plates on the bones so what's the next oh. one that? yes yeah. i'm yeah. Sure. what's okay. next so now let's Love talk that. about this one let's talk about stretching Okay. Now my girls were in cheer and all this stuff, and you know, you you see these coaches, you they're stretching the kids. They just walk in; they haven't done any warmups.
2: Give me a break. What they do with my seven-year-old man? You think he needs to stretch? He could put his palms under his feet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, standing up, you know. I guess they think they're trying to prevent injury, but actually, I think they're causing injury. Uh, they, you know, they they got. Can I, kids. A, can I
1: give you an extreme example? Sure. Yeah. Big John Stud, the wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to train Mark Shalay's, right? And so uh, I walked in there, and Mark had, uh, we'll just say Michael. Michael was weighing about three hundred and twenty pounds at the time, and and Big John is sitting on the floor, screaming and grunting, oh, oh, and. Mike Michael sitting on his back, stretching out his hamstrings. Mark's over there. Yeah, this is going to make him a lot more limber in the ring.
0: you <laughs> that video of that? <laughs> oh,
1: my God. You know, and, and, and of course, Study just walked in off the street after driving 40 minutes in his oh car. God. Right. And they're going to stretch him out before they make him lift. I said, well, you know. Let's warm the boy up a little bit first, warm right? Warm up and yeah. go, man. Warm up and go. Well, we used to warm up by doing the, the lift, but we exactly. used full exactly. range of motion. We didn't yes. do quarter squats or half squats. Yes. We did ass on heel squats, and it warmed your ass up really yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Right? You know, you know, or you know. 15 reps in the bench with 135. That'll work good. Yeah, you just do the warm-up light with the activity you're getting right. ready to perform. Yes, yes, yes. And use an extreme range of motion, whatever you're doing. So yeah. for stretching, I mean, you know, you know, go ahead.
0: If, if you're going to stretch, though, I mean, do it during your routine or after, right? Now, Perillo is a big fan of during.
1: Yeah, John John does his uh, his thing in between sets. And I think for a bodybuilder, there might be. I mean, you're kind of hanging around. I mean, so here's the deal. Here's what John says. So you're, you've done your uh, set and you're waiting to recover. You've, let's say you've even done a, uh, uh, you know, a superset. You've done biceps uh, and triceps. Perilla. Yeah, John Perillo. Yeah, so well, you've, done your, you've yeah. done your set of biceps and triceps. So you're sitting around. So why not stretch out while you're recovering? I'm like, yeah, yeah I like that. You know, yes, he, does it's just, weighted,
2: he does the weighted stretches.
1: You just hang on it. Well, you know, if you don't put weight on it, it won't stretch your tight ass out. So
2: that you can gain muscle that way. That's why.
1: Yeah. You go over to the dip bar yeah. and you just kind of relax, mm-hmm. and, oh, you know, and you let go and it, it just stretches your whole shoulder girdle and your triceps out. Yeah. Then you do another set and back and forth and you actually gain more, quote unquote, flexibility. Now, John's all like well you know what that sounds it sounds like something to do between a set if i were a bodybuilder well not?
0: yeah now john's whole thing is to stretch the uh f- muscle right. fascia the covering yeah. Yeah. That, uh, in cases that that is that true or not yourself.
1: we have no way of knowing factual right.
0: Right. right but but to me now if you're training for strength or you know muscle whatever you're training for to me if i'm doing mm-hmm. stretches between my set i can't fully recover
2: and it, yeah. it, it and affects my
0: strength
1: well, then you got to just recover. Don't stretch. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't
1: find that really true. Do you really find that? What are you that doing? True? That's, that's Is, what's that your what you stretching. Doing? That just because yeah, you're true. stretching, that somehow that's taken away. I don't find that to be true.
2: If you stuck your foot up on a uh, on a bench and leaned towards your toe, that would that affect your recovery?
1: From what? What am I doing?
0: Leg curls. No, like, leg curls. affecting his recovery. I did that today, actually. I don't know. I just feel like, um. Just from personal then, experience, I'd like I don't to, know. I like, like to
1: check your stretching out and make sure that you're not like tight as a piano string when you're actually stretching.
0: Well, yeah, but during your set, you're burning the muscle, and then, then now during your rest, you're burning the muscle. Uh, you're not
1: burning it. What are you talking about burning it? You're supposed to relax and elongate it.
0: No, I'm talking about if you're stretching between sets. That's it.
1: Well, I'm saying that it, as you're stretching between sets, you're supposed to do the opposite. The, 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 the progressive resistance training has compacted the muscle. Mm-hmm. The stretching relaxes and elongates the muscle, right. putting it back to zero. Now, compress it again. Do that repeatedly. Over time, you improve the ability to compress. You also improve the flexibility of the muscles involved. That is a fact. Whether or not it stretches the fascia, I don't know. But for damn sure, it does improve the flexibility of somebody who does it. Repeatedly and continually. Yeah. So, that's all. So, have a kid do it? No, no. Only for, no, no. I'm just saying that in passing, that's what elite bodybuilders are doing is they're just hanging around waiting to recover. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know...
0: Well, I'm
2: long way from Olympic lifting. The, these young kids that I'm training, we, we just we do warm-ups. We do hops yeah. and skips and bounds yeah. and shuffling yeah. and back yeah. and then we go lift.
1: Yes. Who can yeah. stuff a basketball? Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> just,
2: uh, just get them loose, get them warmed up a little bit. And, you know, a lot of times you're just using that time, especially if you're not a super motivated person, uh, to get your mind right for the workout to come. You know, it's it's a it's a physical thing, but it's also a mental thing too. That you, I'm always talking to them when I'm warming them up. Now start to get your mind right. Start thinking about what we're going to do today. You know, you got today. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah, that's right. Time to work. But um, you know, and then you know, the only time I would have a kid do any extra stretching, maybe over hurdles and things like that, is let's say it's an offensive lineman and he can't get down in his stance. Yep. That's when you need to do it. If not, I want him like a spring, man. Yeah. You know, I want him to to come off, you know, yes. hard and and with no lax. You know, yeah. you want this, you want to be coiled like a spring. Yes, yeah. So, so That would be the only time that I ever did it, was if a kid couldn't get in a position to coach his one, or if he couldn't get down into a squad, And I did everything with his stance and all that, and it was just like, you know, that's his hip flexors. We got to loosen them up, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Now, I think another myth, um, and I think this one is more and more people are not believing this one anymore, but uh, a lot of parents, you know, maybe the mothers or, or the fathers both uh, might think that they don't want their their daughters to start lifting weights because it's going to make them bulky. You know, that's always the thing. You don't want to lift weights because you'll get bulky, <laughs> right? And and I can tell you from you know what I say? <laughs> a guy with testosterone, it ain't easy to get bulky,
2: Dude, it's it's yeah, hard. It man, to gain muscle, man. And, you know, by saying that, that they don't want to get bulky, it's like saying, I don't want to get my driver's license because I don't want to be a NASCAR driver, you know?
0: <laughs> it's well, not going to happen.
2: You know how freaking hard it is to gain but, muscle as a but, female? But
0: you know what? You see a lot of these women uh, powerlifters and crossfitters now, they're lifting heavy. they got the most beautiful f- physiques. And if that's bulky, then okay. But, right, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, Marty, what do you think about women lifting weights?
1: Uh, Jim, go ahead and take it away. No, asking
2: you. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, my stance is women are, are, are better to train than men because they take direction. This is in my experience now. Um, they take direction better. They take pain better are They, they do don't come in with preconceived, yeah. uh, you know, crappy form or, or opinions that they read in some magazine or online, uh, and you just come in and get to work. So, <laughs> yeah. I've always. I I I think that's know. A, but now I, I have true. another friend who's a world champion powerlifter who said, if you're a woman and you lift weights, you have something wrong with you. <laughs> 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 Deep down inside, which I don't
1: agree with. I I now, is this individual in Atlantic City? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Total
2: straight face, too. I'm like, you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they do the same stuff. So you
0: like, you like, uh, now Jim, as a coach, I mean, are you seeing a lot more girls, um, wanting, to, coming to you wanting to be trained?
2: Anyway. No, not really. Uh, but hmm. I would say that coming out of high school into college, they've, you know, most of them have trained now when in the past, even five years ago, they had, didn't have any experience right. in training because a lot of these, Girls now play club sports, and the clubs are have weight rooms and all this stuff. So they have uh, oh, strength coaches too. Yeah, so it's more of a culture now uh, with the D one athletes. So they come out of high they're in high school. They're, well, they're weight.
0: I mean, just anymore, anything, any sport, just anything is just so competitive. And I mean, you got to keep up.
2: Yep. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Last go. one I have, and then you guys might want to suggest something. But um, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, not necessarily for kids. Now we're not talking about joint pain and tendon pain and all that. We're talking about the pain of burning muscles uh, Mm -hmm. because that's where the growth comes in. But, uh, you know, what do you, I mean, obviously we don't want to hurt the kids. Uh, we don't really, depending on how young they are. I mean, we're not really looking to burn out their muscles and just, you know, like, like adults would do to, to, uh, to build muscle and gain strength. I mean...
1: Speak for yourself.
0: Well, so what, you what am I saying?
2: Uh, Marty, what do, you, what do you mean? Speak
1: for yourself. I'm saying that unless a kid goes to 102% on a consistent basis, there's no growth. Are you That's talking what about what muscle growth? All of it. Yeah. So, you What, know, is what, what, what are we measuring? Whatever we're measuring. Yeah.
2: If he's trying, if you're trying to get the kid stronger in the squad or something it like that, plan. Plan. It be
1: whatever it should be. Whatever the, whatever they're doing, it should be broken down into mathematical measurement, and on every front, everything should be pushed forward. And you don't do that unless they they got to push the limit of the envelope. Yeah. Sorry. Well, but, uh, I mean, but all on the prepubescent... best I'm talking about the exceptional kid. Maybe you're talking about, I don't know, the, you know. I'm kind
2: of talking people. about younger. What
1: age are you talking about, JP?
0: I'm talking about the uh, prepubescent okay. category where we do weight yeah, yeah, and all that and stuff. that mean,
1: age-wise? Yeah. What's the age? Yeah, but when you're getting in at 17, 18. 18 what, excuse me, what's quick. the age you're talking when you say that? What does that mean? What's the age?
0: Well, I'm talking about probably from, you know, 12 and younger. Oh. I mean, you know. Oh,
2: well, that's different. Yeah.
0: So yeah.
2: So we covered that with just the movements.
0: Yeah, just the movements, and, the body and weight, and some, all that.
2: Olympic lifts in there, and really focus on their
1: form.
0: I think just movement. I've you know because we're such a sedentary society now. We've got the computers and the iPhones and everything. We got five hundred channels on TV. We've become so sedentary. So just to get the kids to exercise like we used to normally after school in the streets, you have to have, you know, these group sports and training sessions and, and you yeah. and all this stuff, you know, like we we're talking about, but yeah, for the, the 12 and younger, the prepubescent, like we we're talking about, just a lot of body weight and, and stuff right. that we used to do climbing over walls and trees and stuff like that.
2: And I think you were sort of saying going to failure in exercises and Marty's saying, Lift heavier weights, I think, and Um,
0: yeah. Well,
1: saying that whatever we're doing doesn't matter. Either they're if they're eleven, or if they're fourteen, or if they're seventeen, they're at a certain level, right? And they're they're growing. We feed them; they grow exponentially. You nurture them, and they improve every way. In almost every session, because yeah. just they're just exponentially growing as humans.
2: Because every session is a new 100% for them at that point.
1: Yes, because they can. That's what fires them up. Now, how do we, there's many expressions of 100%. I don't mean a one rep max in every session. You could have 100% expression of a, a 12 rep set. Or you could have 100% expression of what's your best in the 40. Right. You could have 100% expression of can you jump up onto a 36-inch picnic table. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah.
0: How often, I mean, at what age, what's the youngest age you would have a kid do a one-rep max?
1: Oh. Or does it depend on the kid? Puberty, not until they're definitely deep into puberty and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say same thing.
0: Yeah, technique first. Um, but like you were saying, probably on that too, it might depend on the kid. I I don't know. A lot of this stuff, I don't know that there's a a certain age. It, it all depends on the kid and maturity level, strength level, physical, uh, development level, all that.
1: Ideally they have, they train in a group of their peers and they have some guys that are slightly above them. And there's a group dynamic that goes on, and it drags everybody's performance upward. And that's the ideal. I experienced it. I've seen it, and I've seen it repeatedly in different – I saw it in my own home as a kid. We created that there. I've seen that at various hardcore gyms throughout my life where they create that vibe. And it's uh, it's incredible, um, but it it's when groups of alphas gather together on a on a consistent basis, and everybody's tuned in on what's going on and who's doing what, and it just uh, everybody steps up and everybody performs and everybody watches, and that's the kind of scrutiny that that drags everybody's performance up to the next level. Yeah.
0: Agree. You talk about you talk about uh, guys that are in prison. It's kind of the same way. Absolutely, you know they have crappy everything, nutrition, weights, everything. But they've got to go out and perform. They've got to elevate themselves because, well, if you don't, it's a whole different situation in there. It's a, a lot of times a matter of life and death. But
1: well, also they are consistent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to be training every day, yeah. all through their they're limited, and what so they have to, and then they're resting a lot. Yep, they're resting a lot, right? Uh, and it's uh, again, it's that highly competitive environment, and uh, everybody pushes. No one's no one's laying back. Everyone's everyone's pushing to exceed, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I'm saying in terms of kids. Kids, if particularly if they're ra- around kids their own age and their own ability, they push each other. And that's what we want because it comes from them. It's not imposed. Right. right? That's ideal because they're the ones that are generating it because, you know, Jimmy wants to be Bobby in this, but you know, Bobby wants to be Tommy in that. And because there's 11 of them, there's this variety of things that go on and a variety of tests. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's magical when it happens. I don't know if, in this day and age, it's occurring, and I don't know if you can legislate it. I think it needs to occur organically. Yeah, it might be happening in the uh, you know the inner city neighborhoods. I don't know. Maybe that's the, the the genesis of some of the gang culture. I don't know. I'm not. That's not mine.
0: Well, and I think one of the uh, the best byproducts that comes out of this is, uh, you know, kids getting together like that and training, especially weights and, and it could be anything, sports, whatever. But the camaraderie that's built, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just that ex- it goes to that extra level. I mean, I just remember lifting with guys and, and, and my friends and it's just like, you know what, we were there for each other. We were the greatest of friends. Yeah, uh, I remember
1: I remember every training part.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, was, it you know it, it it makes for such great friendships. So. Yeah,
1: we'll get them started early. Now, yeah. listen, we want to, uh, Jim. We need to plug our seminar coming up.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. What are you guys doing?
1: What's the date on that? October twenty sixth, right? Yep, October twenty sixth. We're going to be at uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Steel, myself, and Karwaski. The topic is going to be the Irrefutable interrelationship between the squat and the deadlift. We're going to do four hours in the morning on the squat. Uh, obviously, Kirk's going to be heavily involved in that, the current world record holder, greatest squatter in powerlifting of all time. Uh, then in the afternoon, we're going to do deadlift, and we're going to spend four hours on that, and we're going to show how these two... Or it's a Maryland style of squatting and deadlifting, actually, and uh, we're going to relate that to the crowd, and we've got gyms coming over, All right? Get some sumos. Yep, All right, and we got five variations of the squat, five variations of the deadlift, sure how they're interrelated. is um, a good location, suburban D.C., it's about 15 miles out. Side the man, what is it, ten miles outside the beltway. What's the name of the place? Well, uh, it's Krifka's, Mike's Mike's uh, place. We'll get the to, Pro-
0: CrossFit, CrossFit Con- yeah, CrossFit Concepts in Gaithersburg. Concepts. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. So, we're is, gonna get,
0: yep. so is there going to well, be a limited? Uh, you guys selling tickets, or how is this working?
1: Well, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to uh, first come, first serve. Uh, we're all we're gonna bring in some it's gonna be a demo workshop where everybody there is gonna this is not just gonna be a lecture, it's gonna be, you know, you will be working with the yeah, World champions. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a hands on thing. Uh, I think Michael's gonna have four or five platforms set up. So we're not gonna have a hell of a lot of room. Uh so you know, again, that's 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 we'll tighten it up. Yeah, we'll get more info, huh? Yeah, as we go. In addition, we're going to uh, provide a um, uh, a booklet that it's not going to be printed out, but it's going to be available on your phones. You know, the you know the seminar book I'm talking oh, about. It's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I believe it's 100 pages. Yeah, it's it's worth every penny. Yeah, and that seminar booklet is specifically on the squat and the dead and it's the same one that we use jim myself and kirk when we're also all subject matter experts for naval special warfare development group in dams neck virginia so this is the same stuff that we're teaching elite spec ops guys uh, we're hoping to make this the first of a series of these. We would like to run one every three months where we go to revolving topics. The next one might be, I don't know, overhead press and bench. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like pick two things. We could do a nutrition and cardio. You know, that might be a good pairing too. We want to take four hours and just turn a topic inside out. Yeah. And again, this is a perfect location, suburban DC. Everybody can access this place and it's cheap. And it's just like, if you want to take your game to the next level, if you're serious, if you're tired of, you know, all the other stuff that you're trying out and not getting results, you know, come on, give us a try.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so we'll put that down for October 26th. Uh, as I get it, I'll go ahead and post information times and, addresses and costs if there's going to be a cost and all that on our facebook page instagram and all that so we'll we'll make sure to get all that info out there for anybody that wants to attend that awesome um and then uh so in closing we'd like to say check out marty's weekly column and podcast raw with marty gallagher at ironcompany.com and learn the techniques and tactics proven to build the strongest and most muscular athletes on the planet also, check out uh, Marty's books, Purposeful, Primitive, and Strong Medicine at Iron Company. We've got them both on there. They're great reads. You want to get stronger, you want to add muscle, you want to talk about nutrition, cardio, uh, you want to learn some uh, powerlifting, weightlifting history. Uh, <coughs> check out one of those books. And uh, visit Iron Company for all your fitness equipment and gym flooring needs. We've also got a lot of uh, kid-friendly equipment on there since we're talking about kids, uh, and that would include um, things like bands, jump ropes, lightweight dumbbell and barbell sets, <laughs> exercise charts. And they, more. yeah,
1: your your dumbbells mm-hmm. would be ideal. Those little dumbbells would be ideal for for kids to start start with. Do you have any of Do you have any of those aluminum? Olympic lift bars that you were talking about, the lighter yeah, bars.
0: Yeah, t- uh, training bars, technique bars. Sure. And what's nice mm-hmm. about those is they're they're a real light starting weight. I think they're fifteen pounds, so they're they're Olympic size. So you can put tech Olympic uh, technique plates on there, which which we also have. They're made. Some are made out of plastic. Some are made out of uh, um, rubber. Things like that, but uh, yeah. Anybody needs any of that? Check that out. That'll be ideal. Yeah, and and like Marty was saying, I mean, you can use a PVC or a, a broomstick or whatever, but when you advance past that, uh, start pounds, looking at the technique bar. Is
1: a Great jump in weight. Yeah,
0: and then finally, uh, new Jim Steele articles can be found on our articles section. Also, check out his site. Bassbarbell dot com for training motivation and programs. Jim, you got anything else going on at your site right now? What's going on?
2: No, nothing. I I just uh been doing some online clients. If anybody wants me to train them online, yes uh they'll make games beyond their wildest dreams.
1: Yes.
0: Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: That's why yeah, we sign just... up. Yeah. And Marty too, you're uh you're doing online training as well. A little bit. Yep. Yep. Okay. A but you so, got to be serious. Uh, You're very picky, and
1: uh, oh, don't forget the Kirk bar. The Kirk bar,
0: yep. If you want a great power bar that's uh, USA made, uh, you know, got the highest tensile strength steel, uh, aggressive knurling. It's a beautiful bar. Check out the uh, Karwaski approved power bar at Iron it, Company, and uh, he'll it, even it, send you a a uh, autographed picture. So it, it's blue. It's blue. That was yeah, his. Cool. That was his colors. His uh, lifting colors through Titan, I think. So he likes blue. It's a. Uh, it's a blue. It's a. It's like a coat, but it's a. It's called gun coat. Um, so it's a real durable blue, beautiful color. So check that out. Zach Evanesh just bought one. So that's, that's what fun. they. That's what they did. Their. Um, their. Uh, uh, their benefit for over there at, uh, at his gym. So anyway, that's it. That was great. Great information on kids fitness. Thanks, hope uh, hope uh, some people learn some things and uh, get their kids training.
1: Yeah. And be kind to the, be kind to your kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Talk All to right. you next time. Thank you. Bye.